Hello and welcome to this week's look at action and film on TV and uh, as you may be able to hear I'm currently in transit uh, traveling from point A to point B um, as busy as my week has been um, so I'm having to record this on the go but it is more or less a chat uh, or a bit of a conversation really a one-way conversation in connection with um, training and in connection with some of the action that is required from a performer's point of view um, when they are in film and television and also to look at it and see how people perceive some of this action. I take uh, an example of this as the stairfall. Um, the humble stairfall is often seen in film and television and uh, it's an exciting look at uh, you know the individual uh, falling from the top down to the very bottom of the stairs but up until only relatively recently you didn't learn how to do that until you arrived on set until you arrived on set um, and are told by the coordinator right you're going to be doing the stair fall and you're going to go from here uh, this is the costume you're doubling this guy here or this girl here and uh, you'll fall down the stairs and you'll land here and that was the first you got of it now nowadays what uh, some of the performers have done and again it's passing that information on it's paying it forward what they have done is they have taken consideration those years of, of training that they got they trained they got all of their disciplines and I'm speaking more so from a from a UK perspective but I imagine this also translates into the American system or the French system or wherever you are in the world and you train and you get your qualifications enabling you to get onto the stunt register so you're part of that group the elite few who are performing the action and then what happens is that you get these gags and you're thrown into a situation with no formal training whatsoever apart from being able to hit the criteria allowing you on so what a lot of these guys have done is that they've started doing what was missing for them they didn't get an opportunity to ring somebody up and say can I have a word can I borrow you for a few minutes is that okay can you talk me through how to do this or or can we go somewhere and learn how to do this because it wasn't an option nowadays there are training days you can do your high fall training um, you know you can do your um, uh, horse riding training not only uh, from uh, riding a horse to a certain ability a certain degree of competence but also more so from a trick perspective how to do these types of falls how to do this how to do that how to do certain types of saddle fall what to use you know little tricks that will help you and stair falls and car knockdowns are two of those things that you were never really in a position to do originally so that's the type of thing that that I think it's very prevalent these days you get an opportunity to do it and falling down a flight of stairs 
isn't as straightforward as it, if somebody thinks it's straightforward by the way I'm not suggesting for a moment that somebody is going to go oh falling down a flight of stairs is like well falling down a flight of stairs couldn't be any easier you just lose your balance at the top and keep going well that's right to a point but there are um, many many different implications along the way is the staircase that you're falling down is it um, is it in a house if it's in a house then it's likely to have a certain set number of steps i.e. 13 if it's a if it's a traditional house um, is it carpeted okay so it's indoors and it's carpeted is there a banister that's very important because if there's no banister you may have to adjust the way that you fall down the flight of stairs um, is it a straight flight of stairs or is there a bend in it is there a little landing area and then does it go down another flight of stairs so all of these things have to be taken into consideration because they mean something they matter they they genuinely make a difference when it comes to the actual uh, performing of the fall itself and then of course that's the indoor stuff but there's outdoor as well if it's not carpeted and indoor is it wooden and indoor uh, is it a concrete set of steps is it outdoor is it metal steps and again is there the possibility that the, the, the type of fall you're doing is because of a slip a trip a push uh, if you're being pushed down a flight of stairs, traditionally it's a forward-facing fall. Uh, if you're going down backwards, well, uh, have you been in conversation with somebody leading up to the falling down the stairs? Is it a push from the front and you're falling down backwards? All these options, all these things, and, and, and of course that's something that over time you will need to perfect. You know, you can't cover them all in, in a couple of hours. It is something that you will need to practice or you'll have the ability of being able to practice. Um, and these all have to be taken into consideration. Take the fall and then look at it from the safety perspective, the padding. What padding can you use? Now I talk about this um, and have spoken about it before. I have uh, done my own little bit of uh, stair falling. Um, so I am familiar with, uh, with falling downstairs from a, uh, a dramatic perspective. I used to do it at school in the drama section. We had a, um, uh, an action and combat uh, course which we were involved in. And also I'm familiar with it when I've had far too much to drink and have fallen down two flights of metal stairs um, at a railway station and consequently have uh, fractured my hip and injured my shoulder and, and uh, uh, lacerated uh, a number of uh, my fingers and hands and uh, just, you know, extraordinary. But it's easily done. So I am familiar with trying to fall down the stairs because that's what I'm supposed to do. And sadly, I'm also familiar with the fact that I'm falling down the stairs because I have no balance whatsoever. The interesting thing, and it's a positioning thing maybe more than anything else, is that my doctor, when I, when I was at the, uh, the hospital and I, he looked at my injuries, I was wearing a pair of glasses, they were steel rimmed, uh, the arm of the glasses was steel, and uh, there was very clearly a point of impact, more or less around my temple, 
and the glasses had taken the full brunt of that impact and there was a huge dent in it and he says do you realize that that was the first point of impact and I said I, I have no recollection of it whatsoever I can't remember it he said well that's possibly very good we said do you realize that if you were sober chances are you may have been killed and that really shocked me I said, what do you mean if, if I'd been sober? He said, well, because if you were sober, you would have tried to prepare yourself for the impact. And preparing yourself, you know, you, what do you do instinctively? If you're falling forward, you're trying to protect your head and your face. You put your hands out in front of you to try and cushion the blow uh, and, and making sure that your face, your nose, your head doesn't make contact with the ground. That's what you're trying to do. So you may have tried to do this and you could have injured yourself in such a way that your injuries could have been much worse. Also, he says, um, the fact that you were wearing glasses appears to have saved your life there because that impact, if it was as severe as he suspects it would have been, um, he said that blow itself could quite easily have been enough to uh, uh, knock you out or indeed take your life. Now that information changes you. Doesn't matter what it is that you're prepared or not prepared to do. You get a piece of information like that and that really makes you think about you as an individual and your position on the planet. And so therefore, the safety element of doing a job professionally, which involves falling down, uh, and in this instance falling down a flight of stairs, is massively important. Uh, just going back there for a moment, but the, the reason that he was saying that the being drunk saved my life is because I was relaxed. You know, we, he talked to there about uh, being tense and preparing for the for the impact, but because of the alcohol, I had relaxed to a point where I was Mr. Bendy, rubbery and hit the ground and just bounced and went with it. Yes, I was. I'd injured myself uh, and I'd got cuts and grazes and abrasions, but I was alive. I had no recollection of the fall itself. I, I've, I remember myself going, and I remember sitting at the bottom of the stairs, uh, the the uh, the staircase, and people handing me my phone, my wallet, stuff, because everything had fallen out of my pockets. They were handing me change. I had change in my pockets. And then they assisted me onto the train that I was waiting to get onto to go back to, uh, to Leicester. So I remember all of that afterwards, but the actual fall itself, I have no recollection of whatsoever. Probably a good thing uh, for the circumstance, for the, for the sake of it, because if I had for a moment thought uh, that um, I was falling downstairs and possibly going to die, I may have died. So it's, uh, it's the, the way that your brain plays tricks on you. But, you know, that was the situation. So consequently, further down the line, when you think, right, that's the sort of thing that can happen, um, uh, don't worry, I I'm able to wear pads and make that landing a little simpler, a little easier maybe for me to, to be able to accommodate. What are those things that I'm going to come in contact with? Well, elbows, knees, uh, wrists, my wrists were, were lacerated very badly, and my hands. 
my um, uh, knuckles were, were really cut to pieces. In fact, even now, as I look at my hands, um, I can see that the new skin that has has grown is still not quite right. Do you know what I mean? It's just not quite sitting correctly the way that the, the old skin used to. So it's a, it's a, there's memories there, uh, and that keeps coming back. Every time I look at my hands, I am reminded of what I had been through. So when you look at the falls that are taking place, again, men and women, very different. And uh, the way that uh, male characters and female characters are written in film and television these days mean that the type of clothing, the wardrobe, that each individual is able to wear is significantly different. Men, uh, as you know yourself, traditionally, uh, it'll be a suit, uh, it will be maybe um, jeans, a jacket, uh, boots, something which will mean that the entire body is covered. Therefore, you can have the, uh, the ability to be able to wear the pads of your choosing on elbows, on knees, back pads. Uh, maybe in certain cases, if you're wearing um, a roll neck sweater or something like that, you can, you can wear a little neck brace underneath, something that will maybe um, give you that little extra bit of support. But that's not always the case. And women know this more than anything else. Um, I've had numerous conversations with, uh, with stunt women over the years um, who've said, as many women have, you know, uh, in connection with certain items of clothing, how many women uh, are listening now and will say, oh, when I buy a skirt, wouldn't it be fabulous if it had pockets? Right, that's an, that's an old adage. And, uh, and, and often uh, they're saying similar things in connection with the type of clothes that they're wearing on, um, on these jobs. Oh, it would be great to wear a long skirt every once in a while because nine times out of 10, the character that they're doubling is wearing a very short skirt or, or even less. You know, um, there, there's a number of occasions in the States. I saw a, a remarkable stair fall, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who it was, and I can't think just at the present time. It was a roller derby, as it's referred to over there. Um, but, of course, the outfit for the roller derby would have been uh, sort of very short briefs and a sports bra, nothing else, and roller boots, obviously. And uh, this particular performer fell down a very steep flight of steps. Roller skates on the whole nine yards. So, I mean, a very, very difficult stunt to be able to get away with. But you see it happening. You remember, uh, may remember an interview that I did with the uh, Really 007 boys with Sid Child. And of course, Sid Child was uh, doubling for Cassandra Harris in the uh, 1981 James Bond film For Your Eyes Only and was did a, a, a very tricky car knockdown on a beach um, wearing a bikini, you know, and was, and was quite severely injured because of it. Took a real beating. But that's the way that, that a lot of scripts uh, are on television and film are written these days. The, the, uh, the girls are always wearing much, much less and therefore don't have the opportunity in order to hide pads of any kind. Uh, there are organizations these days 
stunt bumpers is a great example of, of uh, uh, an organization that have looked at this, have worked with stunt women, and have developed um, skin tone gel pads that pretty much fit over the extremities, the elbows, little shoulder coverings, knees, you know, um, because nine times out of ten, that's all they're going to be able to do. And the, and the last thing you want is to take a direct hit on a kneecap. The patella is very, very, oh, it's very tender if you if you get a, a um, you know, a, a, a real bang on that. The funny bone, you know, it's referred to as the funny bone. There's nothing remotely funny about getting um, getting smacked on the funny bone. So. All of this needs to be taken into consideration, and this company has thought about it. They've gone to the trouble of thinking about it, and have worked with the stunt performers and said, okay, girls, we'll, what do you need? What do you need? Can we come up with something? Can we work something out that might just be able to give you some form of protection? Um, and that's what they've been able to do, and I think that's massively important, but it's still not a great deal. And the problem isn't with them, the problem is, of course, with them, um, with the script writers and with the directors and with the characters that they're creating to have in their sequence uh, that means that these these girls are still having to wear, you know, next to nothing. The, um, the example that always springs to mind is, is when they, they uh, they look through the script and it says, oh, scene 210, uh, Belinda falls down car park steps wearing bikini and high heel. They go, oh, God. you know, they look at it and go, oh, well, really? Surely we can work something else into the script. Oh, no, 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 she's come, if you read the previous scenes, she's come, uh, she's running away from the guy at the fashion show. Oh, okay. Um, and so you can't really rework some of the sequences without reworking the previous scenes and leading up to that. So it's a very, very difficult scenario. But there are now organizations that will give you um, some peace of mind in connection with just giving you basic information about how to do these gags. Um, and uh, if anybody is listening who is currently training or thinking about doing that, you know, uh, then the uh, the BSR, the British Stunt Register, if you're here in the UK, they of course will be able, they have their own courses, and, uh, and I dare say we'll be able to provide you with as much information as possible if, you, if that's what you're working towards. But if you're not, and you're in the States, or you're in another country, and you're hearing this, and you're thinking, well, how do I do it? You're going to have to go to those individuals who do the action in the first place. Go to them. And, and, and say, look, this is what I'm trying to do, and I, can I, you know, there, there's a lot of visual learners in the world now. Can I come along and, and watch what you're doing and, and maybe take some pointers and, and, and we can discuss it? And a lot of the individuals who are doing this professionally, you know, they're not ogres. They're not, they may have a reputation, perhaps, by those who work with them, but with the public, they're going to be in a situation where they are able to answer your questions. They're not going to shoot you down in flames. They're going to talk to you like you're a human being because, hey, guess what? You're a human being and so are they. And uh, they're going to, you know, try and put your mind at rest and say, well, look, if you're serious about it, then we can do this. That's, I was very lucky because that's what 
Greg Powell and, and Roy Alon did with me. Uh, they, they invited me along to meet them. They invited, more importantly, my father to go along and meet them, talk with them, and uh, realize that being a stunt performer wasn't just something that I wanted to do overnight. It's something that had been eating away at me for years since I was at school. And uh, if I was to take it seriously, then he, he wanted to know that I would be going about it the right way. And similarly, Greg and Roy both understood this and said, OK, well, if that's what you want to do, then get your education sorted and then we'll come, come to me and we'll talk through some terms and maybe we can get stuff sorted. And that, you know, is the sort of backing that you're looking for, positivity. I was very lucky and I hope that you will be too, but it gave me pause for thought when I was just rethinking this the other day and uh, in, in particular this uh, phrase that the, uh, that the doctor had used when I got injured and I thought well that's interesting maybe we should explore that a bit further so I hope you have enjoyed that uh, if you are in any doubt about this uh, there will be a video on Saturday a uh, Saturday Friday rather in the usual spot we're back to uh, we're back to Wednesdays and Fridays now after our little summer break so uh, check it out on Friday and uh, any questions you have put them in the notes uh, send me an email or send me a link uh, I'm on the usual uh, social medias on Twitter uh, Facebook and Instagram so get in touch and uh, I will join you all again next week thank you very much indeed for your time and until next week Bye for now.